Welcome to another leadership podcast from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit c3swwa.com. Welcome to LeadCast, the official leadership podcast of C3 Church here in Southwest Washington. As always, I am your host, Jared Gillahan. Oh, yes. Woo. Yes, you are. And I am back in the studio today with our lead pastor, Steve if, Parrish. If you're not Jared Gillahan, you are an excellent copy. <laughs> I'm a great replacement. Uh, we're talking about transformational leadership again here. We've been spending time encouraging you as a leader to be engaged in that process with your team. But this episode, we want to focus on those of you who lead and follow at the same time and how to handle that moment in the season when God dials in and engages you in the transformational oh, process. Do we have to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Steve, we need to have it's, a talk. <laughs> it's so fun to experience transformation. It's it, just, when it's someone else. It's so exciting to <laughs> lay there in in front of everybody, God, mm-hmm. the people you lead and the people you follow, mm-hmm. and have the scalpel plunged deep into your yeah. dirty soul. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You get, you get, you wow, get, I went dark you, fast. You get cut open, and you've been trying to portray, uh, oh, man, it's squeaky clean, shiny in there. all the poison and, pours yeah, out. there's like tentacles, you know, it's like, like the exorcist. The sludge. Something shoots out, and it's... <laughs> The, the the thick sludge that resides within your soul begins to seep forth. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, obviously, obviously, not all transformational moments are. You know, it's not just transformation from something yucky that's there. Maybe it's the perfecting of something that's already pretty good. But Maybe it's the transformation from something mediocre, yeah, to something great. Um, but man, as a, as a leader, as you know. These moments for any leader happen in very, you know, the, the the higher level at which you lead, right? The more visible, right? The transformational moment could potentially be, right? And uh, you know, so that's uh, these moments are so great. They're so great afterwards, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's really it's really an important to, to kind of address this topic uh, because sure. it's great to train people on how to initiate a transformational conversation, but how to respond? How do you receive one? How do you respond yeah. to a transformational conversation? Uh, you know, it's uh, you know we 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 pick our leaders in the good times. Mm-hmm. You know, I love sure. so many things about C three and oh, Pastor Jurgen when he tells his stories and he pretends to be Mufasa and he that sounded like like a deranged <laughs> don't know what deranged Simba or something like that. Um, that sounds more like Scar, but I, I can't do voices <laughs> like he <Simba>. can. <laughs> yeah, you can. I know that you and I him. am your father. Oh, are you really Pastor Jurgen? Uh, so, so you know what I'm saying. There's there's those great moments, but when when your leader now leans across the table and he's not just singing your praises, he's not just talking about the great things about you, but right. he leans forward and begins to pulls out the scalpel. <laughs> you got a little poop in your diaper. Let's yeah, talk about let's it. talk about it. Um, boy, you know he's also your leader in that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, there's something interesting. Um, that uh, I've I've said for a long time, you know, because this is a transformational moments or like moments of surgery, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a reason why they sedate people um, <laughs> when <laughs> when they go to operate on them. And a lot of people they see sedation as uh, for their own comfort, so that they don't have to hurt. And while that might be true, <laughs> it's, maybe we should start transformational conversations <laughs> that way. Would you like yeah. a glass of wine? Can I get you something to drink real quick? Let me get you a second one. Yes, okay. Uh, oh, I think you're in a state of mind now. Let's have a talk. You're giggling. <laughs> you're giggling? <laughs> let's have a talk. Let, let's go ahead and have that tough conversation. Uh, it's uh, actually, the sedation is less about your comfort, and it's mm-hmm. more about you being 
submitted to the scalpel sure, sure. so that so that you the master surgeon the doesn't time. carve you up yeah. like a piece of hamburger. Yeah. And you know, there there's something to be said about um, experiencing a moment of transformation, especially at the hands of your leader. You know, God, I've, I've had many transformational moments with the Holy Spirit. I mean, uh, the Bible, uh, I believe it was Paul that said, you have no need for a teacher because you have an anointing within. Mm-hmm. A better translation would be, you, you, do need, you do have many leaders and you do need your leaders, but the ultimate leader, the ultimate teacher is the Holy Spirit. Right. He resides in you. You know, that ultimately that's, that's who a leader allows to speak through them anyways. Sure, sure. So the Holy Spirit is able to, to, to engage you in a moment of transformation without a leader. And, and, a, and the more mature you are in your walk with Christ, more often that the happens. more often that happens. And so for me, there, there are a lot of moments. Uh, but, you know, it's the outside of your periphery aspects of your life that need transformation that even it's hard for the Holy Spirit to point those, those things out. You know, because they're so off your grid, you right, you right. so don't recognize they're a part of your life, even though you just said something that stinks, it reeks, right. you know, but you still can't see it. It's it's beautiful when your leader, um, through the Holy Spirit, leans forward and pulls you into that moment. And let's be honest, you know, uh, you may not be sedated for that mm-hmm. moment, but if you will strap in, be submitted, quit flailing around, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, less damage is going to get done in the process. The right. surgery is going to right. be quicker. The audience won't have blood and guts all over them, not to get too gory. Right. But this will be a quick, easy, painless, potentially orthoscopic surgery mm-hmm. where we don't have to rip you from head to toe and pull everything out and stick it all back in. I think uh, that would be probably the best experience that not only you could go through as a leader who's experiencing transformation, but it also becomes a great moment from those, for those observing how well, you know, something can be fixed in somebody's life. So, um, you know, here's the deal. I'm, I'm not the person I was. I'm a different person. Sure. Uh, not just from my past past, but even for over the last couple of years. And Agreed. much of these transformations have happened very publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few different things that that are now a part of me that weren't, that are better. I used to have a wrong view of holiness. Uh, I told my wife when we were first dating that uh, I was a man of God and I was going to have an anointing and there was no no Jezebel was going to rob me of my anointing. <laughs> Woman, pull those ear screws out and start wearing dresses. I, you know, I didn't have to say that because we were in a Bible college that taught that. I was a very right, strict right. conservative. I wonder where you got that but idea. I, but I actually bought into the idea that somehow pants would make my wife unholy because she was wearing the, <laughs> the garb of a man. That's not right. Even scripture uh. says. Common sense reveals that a man shouldn't wear a woman's clothing, um, and uh, so my my stance on that has been transformed for the better. Okay, absolutely. My stance on alcohol has changed yep. for the better. I used to be extremely legalistic. Jesus turned it into grape juice. I had bought into that. <laughs> right. It's not true. You know, the Holy Spirit symbol is, is symbolized by wine. Right. It's a symbol of God's favor, His abundance. Now, drunkenness is completely wrong. There's no question. Right, and, right, and as right. leaders, we don't even we don't flirt with that line because right. we're examples. But and scripture uh, is clear. Scripture is on both clear. counts. On, yeah, absolutely. But my my stance on that has changed, and I believe that's been transformation. Um, you know, I've I've changed some of my 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 words regarding giving. It's actually been become larger and and more faith filled. God has transformed my heart in those areas, um, and and He's also transformed my leadership. But you know what that means? 
my leadership has not been good at some points. Now it you know it's getting better and better, right? But in all of these areas, the transformation uh, that's that's needed to happen and that has happened, or the bad decision, and now I do better at it. These are very public. These are up in front of people. These are while standing on the pulpit, you know, right, standing right, right. standing on the stage, or 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 being the head of my home, right? You know? And so whether it's uh, members, it's kids. It's uh, friends like you. Yeah. It's it 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 happens out in front of people. Oh yeah, we we've we've all been there. I've been there as well. You know, you don't you don't function in any capacity of leadership without having a moment like this, mm-hmm. where your leadership. Tell you, us your worst one. <laughs> Tell us your biggest blunder. I'm sure my wife could one, share. Is there a blunder that you want to share? My my wife my wife could probably write a book uh, about <laughs> my my leadership foibles uh, over the years. So yeah, mm-hmm. I I get it. I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and again, those those shifts happen in front of people, yeah. and as leaders, we we are out there in front of people. So, you know, there's a journey to navigate. You know, in that transformational moment, how 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 do how do, how do we navigate? How do we navigate that? Go on well? vacation, run away, pretend nothing's wrong, um, and you know, just don't mention it again. Well, I I think that I find great encouragement in the transformational moments of people in Scripture. Yeah, you know, yeah, God is is. The worst self-promoter, according to day, today's standards, of who he is and the cause that he has and the people who are involved with it. Sure. Because uh, right here in Scripture, God is not afraid to allow us to see the very worst of Peter mm-hmm. and his failures, yeah. yeah, and then some of his transformation. But then even in his later years, he's he's a hypocrite, and right. Paul points it out. And why does I God... know gets called to task by Paul? By Paul, you weren't Who's even ki- around in yeah. the beginning, all right, buddy. Shut up! You were killing Christians. Yeah, yeah. So what if I'm I'm eating uh, kosher pickles today. You know? I camped with Jesus for three years. <laughs> yeah. Where were you? Yeah. So you saw a vision. Big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, I, but I think that you know there's there's something valuable in seeing that promotional brochure because yeah. if I was writing a promotional brochure about the kingdom and follow me and this is what my disciples look like, it would be very sanitized. Sure. Um, God has chosen not to sanitize that. Sure. And He's chosen not only that those people experience these failures publicly and correction or, or the adjustment of understanding. Like, like we have an understanding that Paul was dealing with a pretty prolific speaker and follower of Jesus in his mm-hmm. time. And when he got around Priscilla and, and I believe, uh, it's different in different translations, but Aquila, Aquila, um, that, uh, that they brought some correction to explain to him the way more clearly. It had to do with the Spirit of God. It mm-hmm. had to do with baptism and the Holy Spirit as we understand it. And so that correction happens in Scripture, and he adjusted, right. and he received, and his life was transformed. So there's a forward transformation, but it happens publicly in a great leader's life, not only then, but for us to read and for us to be able to see it. And I, I think that there's a reason why. it's We don't get the sanitized version because the sanitized version doesn't help me if my life is not right. sanitized. Right. If I, if uh, the beautiful thing about it being in Scripture should give me great confidence that as transformation needs to happen in my life as a leader, it's okay that this happens out there publicly. Right. In fact, maybe just for just for your consideration, 
it's actually valuable for that to happen out Absolutely. there publicly. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, I think that that's uh, navigating is just having that understanding that it's okay to navigate this whole imperfection and being perfected uh, publicly. Um, what I would recommend, uh, there used to be <laughs> this song that we, you probably have heard it, and it's kind of back in the 80s, it was a, uh, he's still working on me to make me what I Listen, I will be giving singing we're lessons. Gonna, we're going to have a transformational conversation right Listen, after this podcast. If okay. I had my guitar, my <laughs> friend, I would show off right now and sing the song for you. But uh, we would, I didn't like to sing the song. It was a chorus. But uh, he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the sun, moon, and stars. Uh, something about Jupiter and Mars. I don't remember the words, but then it, <laughs> it says, <laughs> watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. That's what you're supposed to sing when you don't know the words so that your lips are moving if you're in the right, choir and right. the congregation thinks you know the words. But I do know that at the very end, it says that if it took him seven days to do all that, um, he's still working on me. You know, right. and It's that idea um, that, man, you got to be okay with the fact that you haven't arrived. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that you're not perfect, and you will be perfected someday. We will be all transformed into his likeness, but until then, you are still being perfected. And newsflash, that should never, ever, ever be a shock to anybody yeah. else. If you're, st- if you're still being perfected, that means that at your best day, when you feel like everything's going right, you're, you're st- doing something wrong. You're still, <laughs> There's something st- could be better. You're still emitting a fragrance that's <laughs> right. less than heavenly. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, it does say in Luke, uh, or 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18, it, it uses the phrase, we are being transformed right. into the same image. And it goes on to say, from one degree of glory to another. So it, it describes mm-hmm. a process, and it's a forward-moving process. But just because your level of stank isn't what it used to be yesterday... Today still has some some stinkiness in right. it. Right. The, the lights the lights are shining as bright as they could go only because you've never seen them brighter. Right. And I <laughs> I, I think that uh, um, uh, I think that too many leaders buy into this idea that they need to be perfect in order to have the right to have influence or oh, be influential. Sure, yeah. And that's just a lie. If you're waiting to have all the answers and be be perfect before you get involved with somebody else's life or get involved right. with leadership, you will never get involved. Yeah, if people find out that I'm struggling with doubt, they won't respect my leadership. Guess what? We all are. Yeah, well, I know a pastor <laughs> we all, who... We all have spots, you I, know what I mean? I We're know, all struggling. Absolutely. I, I know a pastor who... Uh, and of course, this is all secondhand, so I, you know, I, I, it may not... It might be a total fabrication from somebody who needed truth transformation. Is this, is this a... I had a friend I had, who... No, this is literally... That's not me, but I had a friend. I could name the friend, but he, <laughs> he had an issue, and uh, there was a thing going on in his life that was kept secret. Mm. And he was in a church that was very, very prophetic. And uh, this person rose in his, his leadership <laughs> rank. And then later on, it became disclosed this this nightmare traffic accident mm. in his rearview mirror. But the pastor was angry, and and you know, rightfully so. Um, you know, um, I've believed in you, and you have un. It's it, basically stuff in your background that I needed to know, and now I know, and now everybody knows. But what the pastor said was. You know what that makes me look like? Here I am supposed to be prophetic, and I didn't even know this about you. It's, it, it, it hurts my credibility. And, uh, you know, I want to be, be a great leader. And, mm-hmm. um, the reality is if perfection is what's required for me to have credibility, um, if me being perfect is going to be the thing that is uh, going to somehow make, give my words some sort of credence, I can tell you that... Uh, um, not only not only will I not be that's never going to happen, but instead of having credibility, I think I'll be irrelevant 
because right. because people need it steps in into probably point number two about this whole process is that we need to remember that our followers need to be perfected and they need a model of mm-hmm. somebody being perfected to sure. actually yeah. understand that this is a safe thing it's it's a good thing and it works you know and if I hide my imperfections and my transformational moments and just do them off to the side, there's no example of me being transformed. People can't observe the growth. And I think to watch their spiritual leaders grow, which means not perfect, being perfected, mm-hmm. getting better, is actually the way it's supposed to be, because that's the way God's provided the word to us. And it's also, in living flesh, probably one of the best things. An imperfect leader who is being perfected right before the eyes of the people they lead, I think is a really good, healthy thing. Absolutely. I think, honestly... In 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 my estimation, I think that it, it is a hopeful, hope giving thing. Mm-hmm. Because, and I, I, let me explain. Because if you if you have a leader, if you have put yourself in submission to somebody, there is going to come moments when they rub you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. When when it's never happened to me before, but I've I'm heard sure of this. I'm sure not. I'm sure not. I've but for the rest of us, you know. Where you are rubbed the wrong way, there is something about the leadership you are not happy about. Mm-hmm. And many times that's because there's something in your life that needs transformed. Mm-hmm. But there are also moments that it rubbed you the wrong way because your leader handled it wrong. Yep. Right? Or or went about something the wrong way or I read, had the wrong view view on something. I read that on Facebook right? this week. And so <laughs> it's but here's the thing. Here's the beautiful part about transformation is if you're transparent about that with your followers, there's also a degree of grace that comes with that then because I know he's also in transformation as well. Yeah. Right? My leaders yeah. are not perfect. Right. Well, you, you, there's only one... And they know that. They're working through their process. Right. There's only one perfect man. His right. name is Jesus. Right. We, have, we already have Jesus. We don't need you to be Jesus. Well, as, a, as, opposed to, as opposed to the viewpoint of my leader thinks he's got it all together, and so if I see him keep stubbing his toe on this thing, he's oh, going to keep stubbing his toe on that forever because he's, so nothing I'll, changes, right? I'll, I'll stub my toe forever right, exactly. because transformation exactly. isn't a real thing. The, the, the problem with the leader portraying himself as being perfect or right. having it all together is, no, we already have that model. His name is Jesus. And if you're trying to portray yourself as a, as a leader who's perfect, you actually are eclipsing Jesus. It's not, you don't need, why should we look at Jesus? I've got a perfect perfect exactly. leader. Exactly. And, and that's a faulty blueprint. That's a follow faulty, me as I follow yeah, Christ. That's, that's what Paul said. And so he's the perfect one. I'm not perfect. I'm still following. And yep. so when you follow me, you're going to see an imperfect leader leading you, but being perfected. And again, Correct. that's a beautiful thing. The miracle of transformation is inspiring to watch a leader change. It means a lot to me, you know, and uh, I see it happen in leaders in our house. Uh, and it's inspiring, and I see in le- leaders over me. Don't don't hide that transformational pro- uh, process. I, th- I think it is a beautiful. I think it's good for your kids to know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, there's an appropriate level. I sure. Uh, gosh, I, I remember back in the day when they were coming out with these videos that you'd pop in for your youth group, and you know they're trying to talk about real relevant things, uh, and and it, and it was getting edgy. I remember there was a. Uh, um, this one episode that this kid shared about his struggle with lust, and he went into detail. <laughs> and I was like, I could never play this for a mixed crowd of people. <laughs> and now his story is saved on VH- VHS 
uh, for now to eternity. Do you yeah. really want this? Is not appropriate. Yeah. You know, I, I've watched people get up on uh, Pastor. I just need to tell people. I just need to confess some sin. Oh, whoa, whoa. You Let's know, make an appointment. Come in. Yeah, there, and confess it to me. There's an appropriate appropriate level. You know, I think that you know, there's a there's some understoods that we all struggle with some certain things, the gory details. There's appropriate time and place in person to share that with. Um, but I think that uh, that aside, I think that with the appropriate level of transparency, there should be transparency. I don't, I don't, my kids don't need to know all the gory details right, right, of right. my fear, but they should know that I struggle with fear right. and how I've worked my way through that. Absolutely. I think it's valuable. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I think that uh, here's 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 the real rub. Uh, transformation, the idea is great, but there's the moment when it's engaged. It becomes clear to everybody, maybe publicly, that you need transformation. Um, I know that I can see that moment really clearly when I when I engage people who follow in that moment um, because it's initiated by me, and it's a it's a it's a not a conflict, but it's a, you know, there's a face to face and sure. this is the moment it becomes clear. You're, 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 something's wrong here that needs to be righted. Um, but the truth is there's those transformational moments that happen in my life as well. When my pastor leans forward, when someone on my team says, Hey, we need to talk where, uh, even maybe somebody that, that, that follows my lead leans forward and says, Hey, we need to talk. The way you spoke to me was harsh. Right. Okay. That, that moment is clear. It doesn't feel good. It didn't feel good for the people who were listening to you, and it right. didn't feel good to you. But if there's anything that I can say, um, embrace that transformational moment. Absolutely. It is a beautiful, beautiful moment for poison to be identified, to be removed, or for a incompleteness to yield to something being added. Uh, don't miss this moment in your life. We trust this. We trust, we trust Jesus. He said, follow me. So we're going to trust where he's leading us. We trust the Holy Spirit who has brought us to this moment. We've trusted these people when they've been shouting our praises, when Pastor Jurgen is talking, you know, like doing the Lion King. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure. loving it. Yeah. He's, That's my pastor. When he leans forward and he says, hey, I want to challenge you on something. If I can trust my leaders when it's a good day, I need to trust them when it's not news that I want to hear. Right. Now, there's right. A, there becomes a track record where this person's untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. But I'm always blown away by somebody who's had the greatest experience for seven and a half years, and then they have a bad three months, and they get some correction. All of a sudden, we're I'm the leader with a machete who's chopping them off, you know, chopping their head off. Or if they've right, been in right. been in the church family and they're 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 five, six, seven years now, they're going through a tough time, and maybe they're them and their spouse are having difficulties. Yeah. And they've invited me into the conversation, and I have to point at each of them and say, "Stop doing this," and you stop doing that. It is amazing to me how I can immediately be the bad guy. I, I uh, maybe I shouldn't bring this up. Maybe I shouldn't say this publicly, but but I will. It's funny because. Uh, there was some years back where I was involved in some uh, marital issue, and and the couple was not discreet about everything that we talked about, and included their f- extended family right. into uh, this distorted perception. His side, her side, with their their side of the family's his side and her side. It came to the point where family two rungs out actually made the comment: Steve Parrish is sixty percent to blame for your failed marriage. 
and you know, just crazy stuff like right, that, you right. know. And uh, and and yet well, re- you become the scapegoat. Yeah, well, yeah. Re- rewind, okay, rewind, and up until this point of your dysfunction, we've had the greatest relationship ever. And this is what I would say: there uh, there are key transformational moments when your leaders show up with truth that you don't want to hear. That I'm telling you, you want to embrace. Real quick, another story: there was a couple some years ago now who, prior to moving to the area, found us on the internet. Mm-hmm. They listened to podcasts, they listened to sermons, they read right. material. I remember They this. loved the church. Yeah. God called them to called this them church, here. contacted me before they ever moved here, got here, jumped in, had dinner with them. Yeah. And it became clear after a little bit of them being involved with the church and getting involved with, you know, trying to get them plugged into a little bit of next level leadership because they had been involved with a little bit of leadership previously, that their marriage was a, a nuclear, literally yeah. a nuclear disaster. Some severe dysfunction. Severe dysfunction. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm talking like crazy town going on. And, you know, hey, listen, we've all had a little crazy town sure. in one area sure. or another. But I am telling you, the moment I put my finger on that, and they pushed, they, there was significant pushback by both. I mean, one's playing the role of victim, and then the, the other one's playing the role of aggressor. Okay. But I came in to speak to both and begin to push pause on their function within the church because their, their toxins are spilling over onto people. Right. You know, right. When, a, when a husband or wife begins to share with all their friends in the church all the gory details about what's going on in their marriage, right. it begins to. The, it, it, it invites people to choose sides. So you can imagine a family's going to a connect group or a dinner party and sharing their dysfunction, sure. which is not the right place to be transparent. And now it's affecting the, the, the dinner party. The dinner party hosts are coming to me. Oh my gosh, it's like a cloud blew up in here. What do we do? These people are toxic. Yeah. And so I pushed down and I said, okay, I'm going to put pause. And this is where we're going to go. You're not going to be participating in the connect group or the dinner party. And I gave a couple of other instructions. And I'm telling you, as fast as I can snap my fingers, they pulled out of the church. And they let me know they didn't appreciate my tone. They, didn't, they felt like I was meddling too far, that I was being too harsh. You should never, ever tell somebody that they can't go to something that's life-giving like a connect group. I mean, there was, there was the... Um, definitely a visceral reaction to me dealing with this significant area. And my response was, because they said, God's calling us someplace else. I said, you know, it's really interesting that it's been great up until this moment. God had called you here, but I think that God actually called you here for this moment. Right. For this moment. And I watched those people not respond to, they ejected from a transformational moment. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they went off to another church, and they're no longer together today. Right. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, people can't get help in a different church. But you know what? After you've been with a, a, a group of people for five or six or seven years, um, you know, the breadcrumbs begin to be clear for those people. Sure, you got to the new, new church, and people, they don't know your story. They don't know all right. the baggage. And right. you're, you're, you're singing a song about what was me and how wrong I was I was done. I had a whole an old an old uh, boss of mine that used to call that the uh, the honeymoon period. Yeah. Everything's great in the honeymoon yeah. period, but the honeymoon comes to an end eventually. But listen, if you were toxic in yeah. your, your last you know set of submitted relationships, when you go to the new place, guess you carry what? that toxicity. You're gonna carry with that you. toxicity. And and if they're a decent church, because listen, listen, we've already identified this. Biblical churches address transformation. Yes. 
right? They don't just like put on a good Sunday and you sit there and, oh, this church is so great, I feel so good, and then come back next week. Right. True discipleship requires transformation, which requires conversations, which means, hey, I want to talk to you about yeah. this. If 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 that's those moments don't happen, that's not really church. So when those moments do, if you keep ejecting, there's no transformation. Right. You right. just live in your dysfunction. I mean, a, a, a healthy church will always be focused on and invested in you experiencing God's best. Mm-hmm. Sure. And when they recognize there's an area that you're not, it's addressed. Right. It should be. I mean, a healthy church will do that. That's the purpose, to equip the saints. Right. I remember being a kid in the bathtub, probably about five years old, maybe a little bit younger. I remember that where we lived. It was uh, Port Royal, South Carolina. Remember the little house we were in? I can remember... <laughs> You know, I just I can even remember the bathroom. I remember the day I was in the tub. My mom was disciplining me, you know, about something, and it was just verbal. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, "When Daddy gets home, I'm telling on you, and you're in big trouble." Um, you know, I was not going to submit to adjustment. Right, right. I can assure you, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> Daddy got home. <laughs> things did not go quite the way that I expected yeah. them to. You know, and. Uh, you can you can you can avoid transformation, but you can't you can't effectively follow Jesus and continue to avoid transformational moments because right, right. God is not easily distracted and He does not get off the storyline. We do. Right. We try to smoke screen and create a new thing. We 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 leave a relationship. It seems like every boyfriend I ever have is nothing but a jerk. Oh, really? Every church I go to, they just want you know they they just want more. Okay, you know you see these repeated storylines, themes, yeah. themes, and uh, it's because people fail to submit to yeah. the moment where God is saying, "Hey, I'm trying to work some poison out of your life, or I'm trying to make an addition into your life that will make life better." God doesn't just say, "Well, that didn't work. We'll move on to the next point." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Last thing real quick is just, you know, in that moment of uh, transformation, there's a burn to it. Sure. It's kind of like the burn when you give, when you fast, when you sacrifice. There's always a burn in surgery. There just is. But the burn is also a a reminder of the good work that's happening. And I I could just... It's it's so funny reading James chapter 1 where it says, "'Count it all joy, my brothers.'" when you meet trials of various kinds, count it all joy. Why? Because actually, even though the trial might not be sent from God and might not have initially the purpose of God, God can use the trial if you count it all joy, understanding that it will work a good work in you. The burn of a trial actually builds something in you. Of course, James goes on to explain that it makes you stronger and more steadfast and more perfect. But if you don't embrace the trial... You're flailing around right, while the scalp right. is carving you up, and you don't want that to happen. Uh, we know this Philippians 1 6. It says, He who began a good work in you, he'll bring it to completion. He's it's a good work. Right. He's gonna finish it up. Lay down, let him <clears throat> cut into you. Let, let him, him do the work. Let him do the work. And you know what? If you lay down, the surgery will be faster, less bloodshed, less weeping and gnashing of teeth, less scars. Just I'll say yes, just submit. And, you know, again, angels don't show up to do the surgery. God uses people, you know, right, and imperfect right. people. I could point out a couple things about the leaders in my life that aren't quite, you know, I've noticed that, you know, you're a little bit selfish or <laughs> or you got too much hair or you make too many voices, you know. But but the truth is God uses imperfect. My leaders are imperfect, but they love me. Right. And they're good leaders. I've chosen them. And so 
when we hit that moment, allow that burn to have its perfect and good work. Submit to the burn. Come out the other side having had cancer removed or having had you know, a new hip put in. Right. Don't right. miss that. Don't, don't get off the table. Stay in. Submit to the burn. Allow God to have his perfect work in your life. That's really good. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so, be so transformed. With, with that, uh, there's some, something I've been wanting to talk yeah, to you just, about. Hey, well, let's, let's just do it transparently. Like, Jared, hey, let's after the Jared, after no, no, no. I want to do it here publicly because <laughs> I think it's time for people to uh, okay. see how this is done. Okay. Lay it on me. Jared, you need to shave your head. The, the hair needs to go. <laughs> You're a liar. It's, it's losers who need hair. Listen, godly Nonsense. men. Elisha. Remember? Remember he was bald. And the people with hair were yelling, go up, thou bald head. Go up, thou bald head. What did he do? He called out bears. They not only came out <laughs> and shaved their heads, but they shaved their skin as well. You know, I tried to get on board. I shaved it for years. It just kept growing. So I finally accepted it as, you know, the will of God in my life to have hair. Yeah. Could be, it's either God or the I'll, devil. I'll, I'll let you decide. I'll pray about it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll I'll, we'll talk about the real talk after okay. we get off. Okay. Because it's going to brace yourself. I need it's more gonna time. Be, it's going to be tough. I need more time. Okay. Just, it might be four or five conversations. I better wrap this since we've got time for that talk. Mm-hmm. Take oh, my, the sun's take, coming up. Take my transformation. <laughs> <laughs> I'll loan it. Awesome. Oh, well, listen. Thanks for. All your time today. Thank yep. you, Pastor Steve, for yep. being here. Thanks wrapping for having, up our, our three-part transformational series here. It's been good, good discussions. Yeah. I'm Great sure conversations. people hopefully will be not only entertained, but also informed and transformed and yes. encouraged yes, and yes, inspired. Yes. Yes. And let's see if there's any other positive words I can think of to throw in there. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, for, thanks everybody, for listening. Uh, we do yeah. hope that this has been beneficial for you. I know that God's will in your life um, comes through transformation, yep. and we're believing that for everybody out there. So um, don't uh, don't completely tune us out. Come back next time. There's always more good stuff. <laughs> Not but, tuning us out. But until next time, I am Jared Gillahan, and this yeah, is Lead Pastor yeah, well, Steve Parrish. Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, leaders, and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at c3swwa.com.